Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, Love Without Labels podcast. Uh, Josh is with me again today. What's up everybody? Today we're going to be talking about why can it be so hard to love ourselves. You know, there's a, a lot of love that's missing in the world today, but if it doesn't start with loving ourselves, then it's going to be hard for us to show that to other people as well. Yeah, it's almost impossible to love others fully if you can't even love yourself. Absolutely. So we want to start with, you know, each of us are made to be uniquely us. We are this unique being that is supposed to be who we are. And the reality is that includes the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think even on top of that, the bad and the ugly is perceived bad and ugly in some instances. But we, yeah, every person is completely and utterly unique. No one's the same. Yeah, and and what Josh said is there's a lot of truth to that because it is perceived. Because the completeness of what each of us are made up of, that's what makes it so good to interact with other people because our strengths may be somebody else's weakness and vice versa. And so the complement of each other really works well in society. Yeah, that makes really good relationships when you can complement. And if there was no complimenting, then we would live in a terrible place. But the fact that we can tell each other, like, you need to do this differently, you need to act differently, have that back and forth of different perspectives really helps us grow. Absolutely. You know, in this good, the bad, and the ugly we tend to focus on the bad and the ugly. And again, we're talking about loving ourselves and it gets hard to do it because our focus gets on the bad and the ugly. And I I think the major things that cause us to focus on the bad and the ugly, I think there's two big ones. Either it's things that we are told, whether it's by a parent, a coach, or anybody in your life that you look up to, they point out the flaws and they can't tell, go ahead. Yeah, and I think, for ourselves, it's something to really think about. Now, in and of itself, that's okay when you're talking about how people can better themselves. But too often, that's all we do, whether it's a parent, a teacher, a coach, any aspect of life that has an authority type figure. If you're only telling somebody what they can do better, then that person doesn't ever have the chance to feel very good about themselves. Yeah, and that really kills self-esteem. I mean, I've been through that with playing high school and college sports. You get told the bad, the bad, the bad, and you think it's all bad, and there might be something you're great at. You could be the best shooter on your team, be a little bit bad at defense, and all that's talked about is your defense. And that really takes a toll on your confidence and on your self-esteem. Absolutely. And I think each of us have experienced that. Just a little food for thought for us if if we are in an authority role give compliments. Tell people when they're doing a good job. Tell them what they're doing well. Yeah, and that it's not only helps the person that you're telling, but it helps you in the end. Someone who is boosted up and feels confident and strong about what they're doing will work harder, will work faster, will do everything you want them to do. Absolutely. Then not only do we get told our flaws by people, but then we start comparing ourselves to other people. And this is almost a branch off of being told because if we're not told our flaws, we don't know our flaws. So, or you learn them through comparison. So you see 
what other people have, what other people do, and now you're flawed because you don't have that same thing. Yeah, Josh, when, when Josh and I were talking about this episode, he had a, just an interesting thought, which was with regard to a nose. And yeah, yeah, like you you grow up and you have a big nose. Well, no, you don't, but by comparing yourself to other people, maybe you do, or whatever it is, ears, any any feature of your body that you think is odd, you don't, it's not really odd. It's just odd when you put it compared to someone else. Absolutely. And you know, I think all of us can kind of relate to this negative bent that we have. If we think about how we see ourselves in a mirror, you look in a mirror and you can have everybody around you saying, compliments that that looks good you look good you know, sp- specific characteristics look good and then you go look in the mirror and you don't see any of that yeah you know all you see for you is the flaws that are there yeah you know? yeah the things that everybody overlooks because people when you look at other people you're drawn to the attractive characteristics when you look at yourself you look at the negative it's the opposite but it's not how the world sees you and you take that for how the world sees you and then you start by comparisons to bring yourself down and down and down. Yeah, which which leads us to one of the biggest barriers we run into when we're talking about loving ourselves or being true or genuine to ourselves is caring so much about what other people think. That's like one of the biggest poisons in the world because everybody thinks differently and for you to assume what other people think usually isn't the case, but you care so much about it, you do everything you can to please other people. Absolutely. And and in and of itself, it's okay to get feedback from other people. That's a, a way we can grow is, yeah. is hearing some of the things that we do need to work on. But we let it dictate to us, and we can't let it mm-hmm. dictate to us. We let it guide our path through life, and it takes us away from a genuine, unique path into somebody else's path that you perceive they have for you. Absolutely. And it is this begs a couple of questions for us to think about. Why do we become more worried about what someone else thinks than what we think? And then why do we end up living our life for other people's expectations instead of living life for ourselves? Yeah, you know? for sure. And I think that there's three really big areas that we see this happen all the time. One of them is your parents. You care so much about what your parents think that it dictates whether you move to a different city, whether you take a certain job or not. And that one's huge. Another huge one is your peers, the people around you at work, friends, whatever. And then even strangers through social media now, that's a big, big issue. Absolutely. You know, when we talk about parents or the home you grew up in, Parents, just as a natural instinct, want their kids to be like them. Yeah. And so you get, you get as a kid, you get rewarded when you exhibit behaviors that match what your parents want you to do, mm-hmm. and you get admonished when it doesn't happen. Yeah. And so as a kid at a young age, you learn to adjust your actions to imitate what your parents' expectations are. So it starts from the very beginning. And you're taught to do that because if you do that, you're going to get the most reward and benefit out of life. So you're taught, if I fall in line with what they say to do, 
life will reward me and benefit me the most when it's not really life, it's just your parents rewarding you for it. Absolutely. And, and so it, immediately you can have some conflict. I think all of us know when we grew up, we didn't agree with everything that our parents were trying to teach us or what they were trying to say to us. And so automatically you get this conflict of, I'm not going to be myself. I'm going to adjust my behavior to meet this expectation. Yeah. You know, it starts really early. Yeah. And then it moves into the second area Josh talked about is peer pressure. And so we worry about what someone else thinks we look like. We worry about being accepted mm-hmm. by other people. And that's almost like the next stage. Parents is huge as a child. Once you start to get into your middle school, high school years, peer pressure really comes into play and really starts to affect you. And it, again, is just guiding your life off of someone else's expectations. I want to be friends with them because they're popular, because they have these friends. And so I need to act like this around these people when... Maybe it's you, maybe it's not, but you're changing your actions to line up with someone else, which just isn't your true self. It's not your true self, and if, again, we think about it for a minute, it just doesn't make sense. So when we think about loving ourselves, and the main way is that is being true to ourselves, it doesn't make sense that now we care more about what somebody else thinks than we do what we think. Yeah, for sure, and everybody has the same feelings of wanting to be included. But for some reason, we forget about this and put ourselves on this island like we are the only one that feel maybe like an outcast. So we need to change stuff when everybody feels the same. So if you're just your genuine self, then everybody feels comfortable because everybody knows they can be their genuine self around you as well. And we have to remember that we're not the only people that feel this way. Most, if not all people, everybody wants to fit in. So everybody's trying to fit in. But the more you try, the more fakeness you get, and then you it leads to conflict later on. Well, that's a great point. You think about here we are in this life all together, and most of us adjusting who we are for to meet someone else's expectation. So we're all running around trying to be something we're not Mm -hmm. instead of being true to ourselves. Well, the crazy thing about that is you change who you are, but there's only so much time on the wick until you can't. You can't be fake forever. It's all your genuine self will always come out. So to fake it for a period of time is just setting yourself up for failure later down the line. Well, uh, that's a great point. That's a great point. Whole nother topic for another podcast it would be how that plays out in marriage and why so many marriages end up in divorce because we've not been our true self to a certain point. Yeah, exactly. That's probably one of the most devastating aspects. But then on to the last section we talked about. This one is obviously a newer one, but it's social media. So this has to do with strangers. Social media is by far one of the best things that's ever happened to society as a whole. But... People have to make sure they know themselves before they get too consumed by social media because it is so easy to go onto Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and look at all these, they're famous people and that have the perfect life. They're 20 years old and they're millionaires with a Lamborghini, all these things that are not normal, are not feasible. They're this 1% that's different than everything else, but we have such easy access to seeing them and what their life looks like we get down on ourselves because I'm 22 and I don't make that much money and don't have that same thing. But it's this 
euphoric person. And a lot of times people just front like they have this, but they don't really have money or any of these things. So it's just this perceived thing that you compare yourself to. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and whether you're talking about social media or even television, yeah, we're looking at this snapshot of a perfect, quote-unquote, perfect life when it's not that way at all. And if all of us were airbrushed, we, we could probably look pretty good too. Yeah, if yeah. you were airbrushed and had the personal trainers and all that stuff, it would look, you'd look great. Yeah. But we care so much about it's not even what these people think it's about what our followers think and how many followers do you have how many likes did you get and that stuff especially for the younger generation can consume and it leads to terrible things for people yeah you know we spend so much of our time trying to live up to someone else's expectations that we stop being true to ourselves or, or even understanding who we are and in the end this is a recipe for depression and for hurt and for pain. And I think it's one of the reasons we see so much depression, hurt, and pain in our world yeah. today. And it's the reason we've seen such an uptake in it because it was definitely a thing from parents and peers. And then now in the day and age, the technology in there and the access to so much information just completely exceeds what it used to be. And it makes everything seem much more drastic. Absolutely. So, you know, how do we get to being able to love ourselves? And one of the biggest issues I think we're going to run into, where we're going to focus our time on today, is being able to be genuine. Being able to be your true self, which allows you to be able to love yourself. Exactly. Being that, and I mean, the step is figuring out that what is your genuine self what is your genuine self and you know josh has talked a lot uh as he and i have talked about things one thing is certain is that everything in the world including us is constantly changing yeah there's not a single thing on the planet that's not constantly changing. And if you want to say rock, well, that's not true because water can erode rock. Everything is changing. So you yourself has to change, which means your genuine self will change. And if you quit evolving, that's when you lose track of what your genuine self is. Absolutely. So in that, unless we are continually searching who we are and what we believe, our thoughts are going to become one-sided. Mm -hmm. They're going to become obsolete, and they're going to become out of touch. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And we see that a lot today. But, you know, inside that, if we, if we don't continually search ourselves for change, it's going to be almost impossible to love ourselves because we're going to be an imitation. Mm -hmm. Imitation meaning we're living up to somebody else's expectation instead of being genuine. Yeah. And living up to our own expectations. For sure. You put that, the love for yourself is all that energy is used to find that, per, make that person find love in you because you are who they want you to be. Absolutely. You know, uh, Josh mentioned social media a minute ago, and, and one of the things we're getting ready to talk about, we see a lot on social media. So just some general checkpoints for ourselves. Are we genuine or are we an imitation? 
Because when we're living up to somebody else's expectation instead of genuinely searching ourselves, we won't be able to intelligently articulate why we believe or act like we do. We're going to be deferring to somebody else because we can't do it. Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a great point, and that's something that's pretty easy to to exercise in your life when someone asks you your beliefs and you're not quite sure, or asks you what you're doing with this and you're not quite sure. Those are really good signs that you're living in imitation, so you don't really know what's genuinely true for you. Absolutely. And then the other thing that we see a lot on social media is the, uh, the, the flip side of this. We will stubbornly and unintelligently argue a point that is one-sided or outdated. Yeah, I think that I think that's a huge tale tell sign. If you are so hardcore driven in one point of view that you will argue, that you will push back so hard with that, then you know it's not genuine because changing and open-mindedness go hand in hand. If you can't have an open mind, you're not going to be able to change. And having an open mind means means open being open to other points of view. Yeah. And you know, we all know there are two sides to every story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, each one of us has been in a situation where we understand we had a side of the story, then somebody else had a side of the story, and you look at both and you go, oh, yeah, okay, there are two sides. Yeah, I mean, back to what we talked about, your, the home you grew up in, your peers, all those things completely affect everything you run into later in life. I mean, back to like the nose thing, having an insecurity with your nose, oh, okay, well, you could have got punched in the face as a kid. Like, there's so many, it might not be born, it might not be genetics, it could be other things. So there's so many different pathways to getting to the same end, you can't assume. Right. So when we are searching for our genuine self, when we're searching to be true to us, it is going to take effort on our part. But there are some things we won't want to do. We won't want to take the first thing we come across and call it good. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest thing to do. That's a very common thing. one, too, because a lot of times when you're at your lowest low, the first person to come along and show you affection, love, and all these things, they're the best because they're the only person doing that. And it's so easy to fall into traps where you believe what someone believes just because they came to you at your lowest point. That's a great point. That's a great point. The second thing that we need to avoid is we don't just look for confirmation of what we grew up with, you Mm -hmm. know, what our home taught us. Challenging is key and changing and growing and being genuine challenging is the key. So if you are holding on to something that you learned when you were a kid and you will reject anything that has an opposition to that, you need to check yourself. Absolutely. Third thing is we won't stop with just like-minded thinking that we already have, what's comfortable and familiar to us. That's one of the easiest things to do. If it's so easy to agree, it's hard to disagree. It's so easy to accept agreements and it's hard to have an opposition to a disagreement. It's, it's hard to speak up to especially peers and other people. And so, yeah. Yeah, and so many of us, when we're, we look to prove points, and when we look to prove point, we pick the media outlet that supports our point yeah. instead of looking at the one that goes against us mm-hmm. and challenging us to look a little different. Exactly. Yeah. So at the end of it all, Josh touched on this a minute ago. 
what we will do to try to be our genuine self is we will first of all have to have an open mind. We're going to look at multiple sides of an issue. We're going to look at multiple points of view. Mm-hmm. Because when we do that, then we get to choose for ourselves what makes the most sense when we put it all together. What is genuine for me? Yeah. What do I believe? Exactly. Yeah, I like this. Now, we're going to find it hard to do. A lot of us are going to find this hard to do because it requires extra work. It's a lot easier just to adopt what's been passed down to us or to fall in line with what friends, coworkers, or social groups expect from us than it is to do the work necessary. Yeah, that's one of the biggest downfalls in finding your genuine self is who you grow up to be isn't going to be the end game of your genuine self. So then you have to work. And as we know, most people are lazy and don't want to put in the work. So you will never find your genuine self and you will be that imitation. Well, that's a great point. And it, and it leads to one of the issues we struggle with today. So we tend to surround ourselves with like-minded yeah. people. And to be our genuine self, to put in the work, we need people who are different than we yeah. are. Challenging thought processes. Uh-huh. And on top of different ways of thinking, we love to be the most successful of our group, the smartest of our group, the best of our group. Like That's like goals people have. The issue with that is... There's no one challenging you to be better. You're the challenger at the top. So you need to try to surround yourself with people who are more open-minded than you, have more success than you have. These things that make you a little bit uncomfortable because when you are uncomfortable, you in turn have to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and we think that doing the work on the front end sounds harder. But one of the things we really need to think about is if we don't put in the work on the front end, we're going to end up having a lot more work on the back end because continually adjusting our actions to meet someone else's expectations is exhausting. It's exhausting. And it leads to being depressed Mm -hmm. and hurt in our life and pain in our life. So we're either going to do the work in a positive manner or we're going to do the work in a negative. Yeah, and on the negative side, if you bottle things up, you can only bottle so much. Everybody knows that. You reach the boiling point when it's over. You don't want to wait till that point and then suffer through everything. It's like everybody did has this in school. You procrastinate till the end and then you're screwed because you got a million things to study before your test. It's the same thing. Do it before. Do it as you grow and it'll be better in the end. Absolutely. And you know, the the whole aspect of, of growing up in life, I don't know what it is for us, but we know that practice makes better, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't care what field you're talking about. It doesn't, it, sports, arts, music, uh, acting, any anything you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. The great talents in each of those fields became great mm-hmm. because they <laughs> practiced on top of practice there's the 10,000 hour where the elite elite excellent of the excellent in each group had practiced for 10,000 plus hours that's a long time and to look at that and figure out that mastery can come and not even total mastery but a small portion of mastery comes from 10,000 hours of work when you're talking about genuine self you got to triple that because that 
10,000 hours was just for playing the piano. So that's just for figuring out how to not let your parents affect you. Well, now you got to get to peers. Now you got to get to social media now. So there's a lot of work that goes into being genuine. Absolutely. But you know, the old saying practice makes perfect. And for each of us, we're going to have to adopt that for our lives. We, you know, you get out of school and you think, great, I don't have to study anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm done. And, And for some reason we think, we when we have this passage into adulthood now we're done yeah you know yeah you're done with there's so many sections in life yeah school athletics work i retired i'm done there's so many i'm done moments in like having kids once you're kid once you find a wife i'm done looking for a girlfriend your kids are out of the house i'm done being a parent you're never done and finding a genuine self is so much bigger than all of those things that I just mentioned. It can never stop till the day you die. Well, and what you're talking about, Josh, that may be one of the key elements we have with loving ourselves because all of us know we feel much more fulfilled when we're accomplishing something. Yeah. And then when we say we're done and we sit down, we don't feel fulfilled anymore. Yeah. That's why so many people come out of retirement to do stuff. So sports is a huge key. Michael Jordan retires, well, what does he do? He comes back and plays again because once you retire, you, there's that I'm done, but the work and the effort meant so much more than the end game of six titles, you know? There's, right. There's so much more. So with that, I think it'd be safe for us to say loving ourself is a process. Yeah. It's not going to be a one and done thing. We're going to have to practice loving ourselves. And it's going to be the hardest thing to do in life. And it's not the hardest thing to do for you. It's for everyone. Everybody has to find this genuine love for themselves. And it's going to take continual work. You, Like we said before, you're always changing. That means there's always a new part of you that you have to learn to love every single day that goes by. Yeah. And, and so to practice loving yourself, then we're going to have to practice being genuine. And the reason I say practice, the first time we're going to step out of this old box we're in and we're not going to meet somebody else's expectation, it might be so hard we can't do it. Yeah, you might have to go back to that box and try again and try again. And it might take four million tries, but on the four millionth try, you're going to feel this sense of freedom. Yeah. One thing we can be sure of, you guys have heard this saying, I'm sure, if we keep doing the same things in the same way, we're going to get the same result. Yeah. Yeah. And with loving yourself, it's hard. It's not easy. It's probably one of the hardest things you have to do in your life because it is something that takes continuous day to day effort to do that. So in the process of loving yourself, you need to try to block out the things that make it difficult for you to do that. You got to be able to identify those things that tell you you're not good enough, that tell you you don't look or aren't talented enough. And once you can identify those things, you need to strip those things from your life. And whether that is parents telling you, peers telling you, social media, you need to strip those things from your life. And that's not always easy. But 
You can't live a life of trying to find yourself with people who aren't willing to do the same. Surrounding yourself with like-minded people is so important. And if you can have a surrounding of people who are all actively seeking and working to love themselves, to accept others, and to spread love in everything they do, you are going to be much more likely to succeed and work your way towards that genuine self. That's a great point because at the end of that, what that will mean for us is we're going to open our mind past what we think we know. Mm -hmm. And I think this is true for all of us. We think we know a lot, but we have to open our mind past what we think we know and then we we can become more informed, more well-rounded, and we can have a better thought and a and a well well-rounded formed thought and belief of our own of who we genuinely are and what we genuinely believe. Yeah. And then we don't have to adjust our expectations for to anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Anything else you got? Yeah, if if anyone listening to this is struggling with loving yourself or struggling with the first step in finding love for yourself, don't hesitate to reach out. We will be here to talk about anything you need to talk about, anything you're struggling with. Love is so key and so important in the world. And if you're struggling, those around you could struggle from that as well. It's contagious. So we need to be spreading and pushing love as much as we can. So if you are struggling, if you just need someone to talk to, don't hesitate. Contact us on any social media, email, whatever way you find. That's a great point, Josh. I appreciate you talking to people about that. And Josh also made a great point just a minute ago. You need to surround yourself with people who lift you up and build you up. Now that doesn't mean people won't ever challenge you because what we're talking about is it's great to be challenged, but you want to be challenged by someone who's willing to be challenged as well. Mm -hmm. That they're not telling you what to do. It's almost a question and a dialogue back and forth. But if you're just around people that are bringing you down and not making you feel very good about yourself, you really need to remove yourself from that situation. Find the people that lift you up mm -hmm. and, and add value to your life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, we love you guys. Hope you have a great day. And we'll see you next time on Love Without Labels podcast.